muffin, Dennis. Oh, a lovely muffin. A lovely muffin. You've been you've been getting into the muffins. Oh, here we fucking go. No, because I've been seeing I've been seeing some. You've been getting fat. Is what no, you're no, no. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust: Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan, or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. In 1985, mysterious messages claiming to be from the past were received by a couple on a BBC Micro personal computer. A hoax, surely. Or was it? This week on Unexplained Legends, the Donaldson messages. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. Uh, I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis the Wicked Weech <laughs> of the East Len. And together we are... The Unexplained Legends. Unexplained Legends, yes, yes, 100%. We got there in the end. Dennis, you're more with me this week than you were uh, Oh, leave week. it off. Leave <laughs> it off. We got so many emails in last week, wondering if I was okay after my terrible hangover and all you put me through. And yes, I'm bouncing around the place today. But that's because I was rudely awoken um, by a dancing man outside called Roger O'Sullivan, who was going past my door every couple of seconds, singing and banging on the door, trying to get me up like you were my mother or something, trying to get me up for school. But I'm here now, so, you know. Yeah, and, and we're all the better for it. I was tempted to take out, I don't know if you experienced this classic mother behavior uh, from my mother growing up, is the old passive-aggressive hoover in the morning. Oh, yeah, whacking against the door. Yeah, 100%. yeah. My mother wouldn't even have it on. She'd just be baiting the door. No, 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 no. She's making fake hoover noises outside. That's a vacuum for any of you people who are pedantic enough not to call it a hoover. Could you, uh, could you actually hear me dancing around? Yeah, I could. I could really? hear you shuffling, yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear do you want to hear my rundown of the playlist I was listening to? Yeah, go on, give it to us. Alright, so Charlie XCX, good nice. one, good ones. Uh yeah. that's Do you it. still do the thing where when you listen to someone like Charlie XCX, you Google search, like you do an image search as well and scroll through it while you're listening? No, I don't actually, because Spotify now just put a gif of the artist. Oh yeah? On, yeah, so you just look at it. That's been way, way more useful. Uh next one after that is Taylor Swift Antihero. I was listening to that. Are you a Swifty? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're really big Taylor Swift fan. But this is honest to God, hand on heart, truthfully, in secondary school, really into Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. All right, man, you are a Swifty, so if you're yeah, taking it yeah. that badly. But I was getting, I was out of it for a while. I'd still get in for some of them, like let's say Bad Blood or something like that. But uh, the antihero, she's pulled me back in. Is it kind of uh, what do you like about it? Is just the the law of the heartbreak, the the kind of. I like that it's it's very reflective, self-reflective. Uh, she also, she's got this kind of very, uh, our, our friend Roland described it as beat poetry rhyming scheme in it. But I quite like it. He didn't like that that much, but yeah. I quite like it. As, as simple Wait, was he describing scheme. that and he was laying plastic all over the floor and talking about New Wave and then chopping up some man? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is exactly mm. what he's doing. Their early work was a little too New Wave for my taste. When sports came out in '83, the what, what, wait, what are we doing this week? Oh, this week, Dennis, we're doing uh, a special one. We're we, a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> We've done 31 special episodes at this stage. Yeah, this this one, a lot of stuff convening on this one, mm. converging rather. Mm. Right, we've got. Think about this technology. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Okay. It's like a Harvey Norman ad. You found a technology? We've got keyboards. We've, we've got, got couches. We've got it. We've got bolsters, toasters. So we've got technology. Yeah. We've, in. we've got potentially some ghost like behavior. Did you say ghost like? No, no. I said ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> Greatest of all time. Michael Jordan yeah. hanging around the house. We've got potentially some timey wimey stuff. Timey wimey. Let me tell you. Don't know what that means. What's that? That's like time time travel. Oh, time time travel. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you trying to make timey wimey work again? No, that's a thing. Is it really a thing? Look up TV tropes. Timey wimey is a thing. Who who started that? The I believe I believe. I'm looking it up. It was it was updated yesterday by ROS. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) listen, we don't know who who we can't we can't tell who that is. We don't know, but it's not my name. So nothing. We got uh, tech. We got time travel. We got Michael Jordan. And we potentially have the future of the human race. Okay. When you say potentially, yeah. What, what does that word mean, considering that <laughs> you're going to bring us through it? Well, I guess... We'll Are you s- going to leave it up to me? Is that what you're kind yeah, of saying? Yeah, yeah. So well, I can decide what the truth is behind your li- your writing. Yeah. I'll, I'll check in with you at, at the end about how you feel about the future of the human race. But I have to say, this one, this this story, honestly always been one of my favorites in researching and writing this though it really blew my arse off like, and what's the what's the title this one dennis is called the doddleston messages doddleston messages are we going i i assume i've never heard of this let's just give yep. a little bit of that i've never heard of that before doddleston doesn't really sound you know spooky or scary probably could have gone with a, a better uh, name but i'm sure they were stuck to it for some reason oh i'm sorry it's not in a different place well i mean it could be it, they could call it the scary doddleson messages or something okay maybe maybe you know, doddleson sounds like a board game no hey, you, hey come on come around to my place we'll play a game of doddleson do, do you know and where it like, is oh no i hate doddleson do you know where it is no i have no idea. You, i think you've been near it where is it it's in chester is it? Yeah, yeah, Chester yeah. country, yeah? yeah, yeah, up in Cheshire. Yeah, okay. I, you might have be potentially gone through Donaldson. I could be wrapped up in this. You, you could, okay. you, you could be in this. Mm. We'll crack on with the lamestream narrative. In 1985, Ken Webster and his girlfriend Debbie moved into a beautiful, if somewhat rundown. 18th century brick cottage in Doddleston, England. The two had always wanted to do up a property together, and this cottage was the perfect opportunity for them to do just that. All seemed to be going well, until one day, amidst the painting and tarpaulin, a set of footprints appeared in the dust. At first, the couple assumed it must have been one of them acting rather absent-mindedly, until they noticed there was something off about these footprints. They had six toes. Oh, no. Terrible. I'm from uh, Cork, as you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we used to always say that people from Donnerill had six toes, if you're uh, familiar with Donnerill. But... Where did that where, where, did it, where, where did that come from? Was that your Shelbyville growing up? Yeah. Donnerill was like the... <laughs> yeah, they had the, they had the lovely, what, lemon tree. Yeah, yeah. Um... But let's backtrack a little bit on the right. story there for a second. Go on. So we'll say that this podcast must be scaring anyone who's moving into a new house and renovating. Or not even renovating, but just moving into a new house. All the trouble starts 
when couples move into new houses. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's I would say that's a common trigger point for supernatural behavior. Mm. And I think as well, you don't hear as much about this couple moved in to a new build and were haunted. So oh, yeah. I think you'd be grand with a new build. I don't think, like, unless you've built it over something you know, bad. I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you before, but my sister is convinced her house is haunted. Mm. The might, might get her on at some stage to talk about it. She's convinced her house is haunted, which is a new build. And me and my brother used to jokingly say, this week on Most Haunted New Builds. <laughs> Do you think a ghost has to be lived in the house or have a connection to the house to haunt it? Or can they just go house to house? So uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think potentially, as, well, as we know, they can be like in the soil. Yeah. Oh, so we had the priest or the, what was he, the a monk? monk. He was yeah, in the well. Yeah. He was thrown down the well. Good yeah. riddance. And you're, I suppose, um, Native American burial grounds, that kind of stuff. That's a, that's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Skinwalker Ranch is kind of that type of Okay, scenario. so you can build on the plot of land. But my question would be, let's say there's no, there's nothing involved in the land. Does the ghost have to have lived in the house, get killed in the house, build the house? I think there's potentially scenarios where, let's say, you build on a ley line. We're all better off. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, but my sister, she happens to think that she's haunted by our granddad. So what he's doing there, I don't know. <laughs> Where was he? Did he live around there? Uh, he would have lived like within a 10 minute drive. Yeah. But it's not like he was there. But he'd need a ghost car then, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So, so unless he's commuting to haunt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Hey, Lenny, I'm not going to make that 3.30 haunting. What's Gridlock here? Oh, yeah, they're going to spook themselves, are they? Yeah, well, find yourself another ghost. So happy to brush past whatever had been responsible for the prince, the couple decided to paint over them. I personally, if I saw six tall prints around the house, I wouldn't just go, oh, well, we'll paint over those and just forget that ever oh, happened. Oh, so these are, these are just, these are stuck on the ground kind of jobs. They, they, were, they were in the first set of footprints. They're, they're in dust. Okay. Right. They're, they're like in dust around the what they're doing up. Okay. Right? So they just paint over them. They say, that's fine. And they decide that they'll put them to the back of their minds. That was until, to their shock, they returned the next day and the prints were all over the house. Mm. Seemingly even going up and around the walls. Is there anything, that any animal that has six toes? That's a good question. Uh, you know what? I think... I'm going to give it a long look up, will I? It's valid for a Google search. I'm going to guess a a um, a lynx. Okay. They're That's... hilariously cute looking um, furry cat boys who will absolutely maul you. Okay, so we're, we're here now. We are in, we're on answers.com. Oh, quality, quality site. No better place to go for answers. And the two potential animals that may have broken into the house... Okay, here we go. ...were either um, a giant panda... <laughs> okay, <laughs> a giant panda. Okay. Like, where are we located? Donaldson? <laughs> yeah, in, in Chester. <laughs> okay. so, there's, a, there's, a zoo in, yeah. there's a zoo in Chester. Here we go. Okay, giant panda. I know what you're thinking. Oh, giant panda, that's not very realistic. Other option, an elephant. <laughs> okay. All right, so we got an elephant or a panda. So I'm going to say the elephant... <gasps> Too far-fetched. He, a small elephant. Sorry. Could so, be a circus. Sorry. I hate, hate to jump in here as well, Dennis. But there's a, we're also... You're, you're excluding the possibility that it might have been giant panda day one, elephant the next day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if that's the case, we're lost. We'll never solve it. <laughs> there 
there's, there's no there's no getting back to that. Do you think the panda went in, went back to the zoo, and he goes, I found a cracking place. Yeah, he and goes, the oh, elephant was like, oh, well. You should check it out. So you, you were saying giant panda, oh, well, unrealistic. I'm, I, no, I'm saying, no, I, uh, the giant panda is the most realistic. Okay. I'm saying that the elephant is unrealistic, probably, because he would have caused some structural damage, obviously, trying to get in the door. Yeah. Panda, gentle enough, all character. He might go in, wander in, get a bit of bamboo for himself. Maybe they left it out somewhere. Yeah. He's eating bamboo. He could, honestly, there is a theory there that he could have escaped from Chester Zoo and gone into that house, walked around the place and left. So Panda is actually a theory. Okay. Okay. Put a pin in, put a pin in Panda, please. I will. Over the next few days, the couple were suitably spooked by the presence of the footprints. Even their friend Nick, who'd come to live with them, agreed. Even Nick did? Oh, wow. Even Nick. Oh, even Nick. I mean, if we can't trust Nick, who can we trust? Nick was Nick was like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> hey, Nick, you're back over again. We just want some time for ourselves tonight, Nick, if you don't mind. Oh, no, but I brought Pringles. <laughs> okay, Nick, yeah. Do you mind if I sit between you two? Oh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. <laughs> this is the best one. <laughs> so, even Nick, even Nick, Dennis, agreed that something was off about the cottage. Strange shadows appeared to be haunting their vision, and an eerie sense of being watched came over the couple as they were in the cottage. Do you think the chances of a cottage seeming eerie or that things are watching you increases when you start thinking that the place is spooky? Mm, possibly possibly you know when you're walking home yeah. and you think oh god you know I'm, I'm being watched or someone's behind me but there's no one behind you but you start spooking yourself out then well i've i've no problem telling you this we live in i would say a very non-spooky apartment we do very non-spooky very non-spooky and sometimes when i'm here alone and i know you're not here mm. i get spooked i get spooked sometimes dennis from what just from noises what kind of noises do you hear Ooh. <laughs> like that, except mm. maybe like a bit more high-pitched. Yeah. Um, oh, kind of like uh, you'd hear it outside and he'd be like, I'm going to fucking kill you, you fucking prick. The, that kind of noise. That, or I might hear something on the wall going like, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and that really fucking freaks the shit out <laughs> yeah, of me. You, you should check that out. Because <laughs> I've never heard that noise before in my life. <laughs> and I, I just hear the fucking, the banging Fucking on, on, on the wall next to the other apartment. Maybe they're trying to get through to you. I don't know. All right, where so, were we? So where we were is that even Nick was finding uh, yes, place Nick, spooky. A reliable right? witness. And then on one occasion, Dennis, the couple discovered tins of cat food, which they had in the house for their cat. <laughs> right? <laughs> Go on, yeah. <laughs> They'd been rearranged in a pyramid-like shape. Sure, we know who's doing that. It's Nick, like. No, it's not Nick. Nick's definitely doing that. It's not Nick. Because I I bet you what's after happening here, right, is we've got the couple. Nick hates that they're together. Hates it. Like, he wants to be... It's not that he wants to split them up or even be with either one of them. Mm. He just wants to be in that. He wants to be a triangle, right? Hence the pyramid. Right. But what he's doing is he hears that, you know, they're scared or whatever about the about the ghost. And he I, I can't remember the word, but he basically... It's almost like he employs himself as the Ghostbuster. You know, like he says, oh, I've all this information on ghosts. And, oh, you know what? Like, you, you got to watch out. And, and, and you really, really call me if the cat food gets rearranged into a pyramid. 
Oh, that that's like, if that happens, you yeah. know. And they're like, Nick, Nick, please come over. And he's like, oh, how did that happen? But Nick was in there half an hour ago doing it. Like It's just like I said. Yeah, he's pushing a fucking panda out of a trailer and trying to get him into the house. So I'm going to disclose something now. I was between two minds as to whether I'd even mention Nick. Yeah. And I definitely made the wrong choice. No, yeah, horrible choice. Horrible, yeah. horrible choice. Because Nick, Nick just lived in the house for a little while while they were moving in. And but, then he leaves. But you could have you, you could have actually saved yourself if you didn't say even Nick. Okay, if I hadn't said that. Yeah, oh. it, it was just that one word that really fucked you over. Because I, I thought if I don't include Nick, there's going to be people... Some people go looking up the things after our episodes. Mm. And I thought if I don't include Nick, people are going to go, you never mentioned Nick. Yeah. What, what was Nick doing the whole time? Yeah, but so again, I, you could you could have threaded the needle by just not saying even Nick. Even Nick, But yeah, you, you had to pump it up a little bit. It, even Nick. <laughs> I, th- I like honestly when I heard Nick was spooked, I shit myself. Yeah, you know it's trouble. <laughs> Not Nick, however, as they spent more time in the cottage, the sense of unease waned, and the occupants began to feel more at home in the property. They slowly chalked their experiences up to an overactive imagination, or getting used to the new house. That was until Ken brought something home. From work. Sharon. <laughs> no. He brought Sharon no. home. Ken worked as a teacher in a nearby school just over the border in Wales. And as a perk of his job, he'd been given access to a BBC micro personal computer. What is that? Ever seen one of these? No. No, I've never seen a BBC micro computer before. They're very beloved. What year are we talking here? Uh, 1985. Okay. So that's the actual computer. Okay, it's so it that. looks like a Commodore 64 or something. Yeah, that's exactly. It, it's looks like, For anyone else who doesn't know what that is, it looks like a big keyboard. Yeah, pretty much. It's a compu- It's like a single unit computer within a keyboard. And then that's it with, with a screen. So that's what the screen would look like. Cool. Um, but yeah, just there was a big push on technology at the time. On getting, um, getting schools into technology. And he happened to work in a school that was lucky enough to have a program. He was able to bring it home. He was able to bring he it home. He definitely wasn't allowed to bring it home. No, he was. He was not. He was. He was allowed to bring it home. The computer has arrived. Under a government scheme, schools all over Britain are introducing microcomputers. And they're choosing one in particular, made by Acorn. So excited to have access to a modern computer, Ken hurriedly brought it home from work, hoping to use it to write lesson plans and help him with his admin. However... After leaving it turned on and unattended one evening, while at the pub with Debbie and Nick, he was surprised to find an unfamiliar Word document saved to the machine the next day. (laughs) How I'll escape to Ireland. (laughs) Password protected. It read as follows. True are the nightmares of a person that fears. Safe are the bodies of the silent world. Turn, pretty flower, Turn towards the sun, for you shall grow and sow, but the flower reaches too high and withers in the burning light. Get out your bricks. Pussycat, pussycat, went to London to seek fame and fortune. Faith must not be lost, for this shall be your redeemer. Okay, all right, fair enough. Why did they have to be so, like, up themselves, these ghosts? You know, it's this, like, over-the-top poetry and stuff. And also... How is a cat going to go to London to become a star? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. That's the craziest bit for Can't me. even use a ticket machine because it's got no, like, thumbs and stuff. 
the cat was stacking the the cat food. That's its trick. That's to a, show that's, this ongoing Britain's got talent. That's what it's going to do in London. So, all right. So this poemy thing was was left on the computer. Yeah, a little document. Don't know what it is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what could what could be the rational explanation for this? All right. Well, it's not like this computer is not connected to any network. No, no network. No, no. it's just it's its own thing. He could have not noticed it before. And there was just a poem in it. Is is that poem or whatever it is, is that is any part of that actually featured anywhere else? Does it crop up? Is it a famous thing? Well, that Pussycat Pussycat thing is fa- relatively famous. Mm-hmm. The That's like a... So it's not original work? The No, it is. It's like reframed. Okay. So, so that that it's it doesn't link exactly to anything. But you, mu- you must have heard that nurse. There's a nursery rhyme, Pussycat Pussycat. Um, I've heard the Tom Jones song. Yeah, yeah that, that's a bit different. Okay. But, but yeah, n- needless to say. Do you think Tom Jones got his inspiration from that? Joe, he would have only been up the road, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay, new theory. Tom Jones broke into their house. He has six toes. Yeah, but, but the panda is separate. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The panda yeah. was the second day. Panda Jones. Right. So despite being somewhat cryptic and ominous, Ken. Well, well, sorry, can, uh, yeah, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but what does it mean? What do you think it means? I'll answer that after the after the next bit. So despite being somewhat cryptic and ominous, Ken assumed it must have already been on the machine, like you said. Perfectly reasonable explanation. Yeah, or he had merely missed the file on its first inspection. That was until a few days later when another file appeared. This time, finding a message written in archaic English stating the following. Right. So there's a few brackets here. So I'll. You love a bracket. Yeah. So the brackets are put in as like a way of helping to translate. Mm -hmm. So I write on behalf of many. What strange words you speak. You are a worthy, brackets, good man who has a fanciful woman. And you live in my house, brackets, who dwell in my home. With lights, which, brackets, the devil makes. It was a great crime to have stolen, brackets, bribed originally, my house, and then signed off, L.W. 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 So now we've, we've gone on a little bit. So now we've got a guy or a person or a thing or a poltergeist or whatever the hell. Yeah. And it's, it's now talking directly to the person and it's also describing its own experiences, I yeah. assume, a little bit. And we've got initials, L.W. L.W., yeah. Do we have any connection with the house with L.W.? Uh, previous owners, no, tenants, no people who died. I also think, you know, when people die on a like a building site or building their house or whatever, yeah, and then they haunt the place. Mm-hmm. I think that's really rich. That's unfair of them. Yeah, really. it's like, oh, what you died on the building site and now you get to haunt the place as well. It's like, haven't you done enough damage? You've already de- you delayed the build, and now you're going to haunt it. Have I ever mentioned this to you before? I can't say who did this. Mm. But the I know somebody very close to me, know them very well, who used to work as a builder and was building in Cork some new properties around the early 2000s. And while they were breaking uh, the foundations or breaking ground to make foundations, they found a load of skeletons mm-hmm. and they just covered them back over in concrete. You know what? I think you've actually mentioned this before. On the podcast? Yeah, we could have got away with it if you'd only mentioned it once. But oh, now but it's no. twice. So now it's an investigation. Okay. Well, hey, listen, nothing to do with me. And didn't he say, oh, skeletons? And then he just... 
covered it over. Yeah, he he, he said the he actually brought it up to somebody, and then they said, "Oh, just cover them over because otherwise this whole job's fucked." So now at this point, I'll answer what I think is okay. What going po- on. what the first poem means and the second one? Yeah, I think the first poem is just testing the waters. Okay, just seeing can I interact with these people? So it's like that Lipsum. It's just like yeah, Lauren Lauren Lipsum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The it, it's exactly like that. Yeah. The, and so that was just a complete test see if he can use the computer you know the ghost could have been doing a tutorial as well you know or if you cast oh, your mind back to learning how to use a computer way back in the day speaking yeah and you just you put in like um it's like okay now open your word processor and you put in this story and you type in the story and and then afterwards you save the file and stuff so may, yeah the maybe red the, fox jumped over you know what the, the ghost is probably just doing his european computer driving license well yeah that's exactly what he's doing but one thing dennis we never said anything about it being a ghost. Oh, so you think it's a person? Well, listen. But what? Can you guess what I'm going to say? Pin in it? Yep, yep, mm. yep. So shocked by this message, Ken assumed it must be some kind of elaborate hoax perpetrated by Debbie or Nick. But having eventually ruled out any form of trickery, the three all began to converse with the messenger on the other end, who would soon become known as Lucas Wayneman. So okay. what they'd do is they'd save Word documents. Or they'd, they'd save text files on the BBC Micro with questions for the presence or the entity. Could they drill down into the files and get the information from them of when they were made and who created them and who's the owner and stuff? Uh, it was just, I think, just files created on the on the computer. But like at the time of day and stuff, could they check when it was made so they'd know that they were out of the house at that time or... Uh, yeah, I think they could do that. Yeah, and and I'm I'm pretty sure that when they checked, it's nobody in the house at the time. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure of that. Pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, you sound really, really sure. I'm fairly, I'm fairly fucking sure about that. <laughs> so, over the course of the next eighteen months, Ken dedicated himself to getting to the bottom of this mystery, sending messages back and forth over the BBC Micro. He asked Lucas where he was from what king was reigning at the time and how he was interacting with them. Hold the phone. Sorry. Is he bringing his computer back into the school every day? No, he's keeping it. It's staying in the house? Yeah, yeah, it's staying in the house. All right, well then, another point, right? Because I was like, oh, it's definitely the kids doing it. It has yeah, to be yeah, assumed yeah, yeah. doing it. But then second of all, he's just taking a computer from the school and now the kids don't have it because he thinks it's haunted by a ghost. Well, to be fair, he, he took it without knowing it was haunted. Well, no, that's that's fine. I understand I'd that. say his selling point to the school is, oh, you don't want it back. It's haunted. <laughs> Maybe this is an elaborate ruse so you can just keep the computer for longer. So you can just keep the BBC Micro. Yeah. Okay, okay. The other thing to consider as well is like, if this is someone doing this, like his wife or even Nick, like yeah. you're psychologically destroying a man. Even Nick. <laughs> even Nick for like 18 months. Yeah. 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 Don't be so happy about That's it. That's why I don't think that they're doing it. But but this is this is what I think, even if we get to the end of this and you're like, oh, well, actually, the strongest theory is that it's these psychic dogs that are coming into the house uh, from outer space or whatever your amazing right. theory is going to be. But there is just a simpler theory here that it's one of those two people doing it. Yeah. And that's freaky in itself. In itself, That yeah, someone yeah. is continuing this. Yeah. Or else maybe the guy is doing it himself. Maybe, he, you know what he Split could be doing? personality thing. Like. He, well, not even, but it could kind of start out quite innocently. And then maybe he's trying to make a book or get like a TV show or something, you know? Yeah. Maybe he wants to be like a kind of a Stephen King character. Okay, well, do you know what? 
Put a pin in the book thing. Okay, pins everywhere. Put a pin in the book thing, right? They because uh, so basically, what they end up discerning from these questions is that Lucas is um, he's he's not a ghost per se. He's interacting with them from the past, from the fifteen hundreds. So he's interacting with him, with him from the past, but he's doing it kind of in his current time, if you get what I mean. Yeah, he's doing it from the 1500s. Okay. He's not a ghost. How is he leaving the messages on the computer? Well, we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of touch on that in, in, a, in a little bit. Okay, so is he doing something? All right, let's, 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 let's figure this out, right? Yeah. If I save a file on the computer now, mm-hmm. today, yeah. and I say, hello, future... Right, whoever's using this computer, obviously the computer will be destroyed, but let's say it lasts forever. Yeah, yeah. Hello, uh, the blah blah blah. I can't communicate with the future. That's like that is yeah, that's fair. That's fact. I can yeah. come, I, if I make a file today, I can communicate with them. It coming backwards is is very hard. Yes, for yeah. Them, for, <laughs> for them to send it back to me, so that's the tricky one. And also, commu- like if they do manage to send one back to me, that'll allow me to communicate with them again. I can send it forward. So mm-hmm. it's just the backwards bit. The tra- that file traveling back in time is quite yeah. difficult. Also, the fact, like, I mean, we have to somehow figure out how a man in the 1500s is using, you know, like a, an Amstrad to, like, communicate with these people. But Well, right, listen to this, right? So over this time of while he was, while he was asking him questions and, and trying to figure out what's going on here, a few things became apparent, right? Firstly... Uh, Lucas could somehow see into the house that Debbie and Ken lived in. I think Nick is gone at this point. Nick, even Nick, he's, he's he gone. He went off. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was only, he was only staying there for a few months or something. At one point, this Lucas character commented on a picture of a Jaguar car that Ken had uh, around the house, stating, get this, I found your picture of the cart, but it is a crude thing. For without a horse, it won't go far. Okay, so now we've just, I mean, we've immediately gone on to Psychopath who's broken into their house. No. No, we're, like, as in the 1500s guy's gone. It's the Psychopath who's just wandering around inside their house. Did the husband, was the husband totally, like, hook, line, and sinker that this was a guy from the past? They're, they're not, um, they're, they're, they're not married, right? Not, not that yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the only reason I bring that up is because people get fucking... <laughs> People, people write fucking sticklers for shit like that. Anyway, so they, the husband. <laughs> yeah. So the husband and wife team are there, right? Who are definitely married. Yeah. And, uh, like, is, is that what they believe at the time? Like, because if it was happening to me, I'd be like, okay, I've got two options here. There's a lunatic wandering around my house, right? Mm. Or, sorry, a second lunatic wandering around my house. After or, even Nick. Or, or it's, uh, it's uh, a guy from the 1500s. And I would just be on the safe side. I'd probably say, you know what? It's time to call the police. Well, I'm telling you, Dennis, it's the, the out and out, both of them, even Nick as well, the three of them, all believed it was somebody conversing from the 1500s. But why? See, that's just suspicious, you know? Because like, no, they, they would ask him questions and he'd give them answers and they'd go fact check the answers. And yeah, be, but your man probably correct. had a huge set of Encyclopedia Britannicas. They were powerful stuff back then. Just off the dome, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know what was. Yeah, going but on. he's uh, he's got all the time in the world to research it. It's not even. It's not like he's on you know uh, like MSN Messenger or something. I think it's unreasonable to assume somebody's breaking in 
and using their it's PC. It's unreasonable. Yeah, it's unreasonable. Why is it unreasonable? It's unreasonable, Dennis. It's more reasonable to think that it's a man in the 1500s communicating with them. In this respect, yeah. It's probably a lad living in the attic, like. No, it's not. Dennis. All right. Okay. Well, I think you're going to feel pretty stupid. Right. Pretty soon. Okay. If not already. They eventually confirmed another fact. Interesting fact. That's important for later. Is that this guy's name was not, in fact, Lucas Wayneman, as he'd said. That was actually merely a pen name he'd given. Because he was he was kind of anxious about communicating with these people through what he described as the glowing box. His real name was somebody called Thomas Harden. As if this situation couldn't get more disturbing, a final twist was about to emerge. When in one message, Ken reveals to Lucas slash Thomas that him and Debbie lived in the year 19... 19- 85. The response was somewhat puzzling from Thomas, with him replying, I thought you were also from 2109, like your friend who brought the box of lights, pray. This revelation that Lucas was corresponding with another party terrified Ken and Debbie. But even so, he dared to write a message to the party in 2109 on the computer, curious to see if he would get a response. Unbelievably, he did. So now the guy is able to communicate with another lot, and more pen pals. More pen pals. In 2109. 2109, Dennis. Wow. This is just, like, I mean, this is just more mumbo-jumbo. Like, this is... what, what, What proof do we have that any of this is happening? What do you mean? What, what, you know exactly what I mean. Why are you asking what I mean? I really what, don't know what, what you proof mean. do we have that that okay? How about this, right? Let's say it is the guy from the fifteen hundreds. Yeah. Right. Let's say that's categorically correct. Yeah. What if he's? How do we know he's not lying and and posing as the other people in twenty one oh nine? Yeah. That no, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. I don't think it's likely. I like where you've come with that. Yeah, so you can do one leap of logic, but not two leaps of logic. No. The I think that falls apart when you get to the idea that they travelled to the 1500s and gave him the machine. So the people from 2109 went back to him? Yeah, and gave and him then the machine. And gave him the machine, the yeah. glowing box. Yeah, yeah. It just, to me, some of the names sound like, you know, a really bad, um, you know, like a, you know, like a lamp. You know, it's like someone's description of it, you know, pretending they're from... The, it's like a real bad imagining of what a 1500s person would say, you know. They say a lamp and they're like, oh, the the dancing lightning or, you know, this nonsense. I don't know. I, I think it's So pretty, what's the glowing box then? What do you think glowing that is? Glowing box. So I think, right, I think that they've travelled back, the 2109 people. They've given, like, a customised... Uh, a computer, an interface. Yeah. A future interface. They've given it to him. Maybe they've like set it up to work with a quill, you know, something. Yeah, something ink based. Yeah, something that he'd be able to figure out. Maybe it's like one of those remarkable tablets. Yeah, they've set it up like that. Do you think they put Steam on it so you can get games and stuff? Uh, no, I think that they didn't. I think it, it. I think it could run Steam, but it couldn't run games. 
So I think right. I think that they didn't put steam on it. it surely gave him solitaire a minesweeper or something, no? Maybe solitaire at a push. Mm. A minesweeper, I think, would blow his mind. He wouldn't understand the concept, you know? Yeah, well, most people don't understand the concept. They it, just it, put flags it's around. It's a very simple concept, Dennis. It's the number is, I'm telling you, the, number a, is the adjacent mind. I would say there's a majority of people who have played minesweeper who are just putting down little flags and clicking boxes. Okay, well, well, that serves credence to my point that they wouldn't give him solitaire. Or sorry, they wouldn't give him minesweeper. They would give him solitaire. Mm. Maybe, maybe at a push, they give him rocket pinball. Oh, that's that's way that's way more high level than any of those things you just mentioned. No, I don't think so, Dennis. I think I think the pinball. I think you could get your head around pinball. But for an ink-based quill-charged glowing box, yeah. like, pinball is going to blow the computer up. No, no. no I imagine uh, you can picture him saying, "You can picture him saying, oh, doth can wrap one's mind around this. Tis merely a cannonball." Falling through, <laughs> falling through some parapets. You see? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you I, can picture that. Whereas you've sold me. Imagine that. this. Imagine this. For, oh, for, for come hither, das these mines with their red numbers and blue numbers and the flags. It, it, that that just falls apart. You see? Yeah. No, it does. So, right? Are you ready to hear the message from twenty one oh nine? Go on, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to hear how futuristic this sounds. Try to understand that you three have a purpose that shall in your lifetime change the face of history. We, 2109, must not affect your thoughts directly, but give you some sort of guidance that will allow room for your own destiny. All we can say is that we are all part of the same God, whatever he is brackets or she is <laughs> yeah or she or they write back or she uh and so the the 2109 people um during further correspondence with the 2109 faction they're informed that they and thomas were all part of an experiment that would someday make sense in in the future all right okay so we've just got 80 something years then and we'll be able to find out yeah yeah it's not that far ahead like no and their language and stuff hasn't really changed in 2109. They're still communicating the same way. Well, think about it this way. We we could, if we wanted to, replicate, as I demonstrated with the pinball thing, mm. we can replicate very, with high accuracy the the language of the past. Yeah. So, so you think that. that they're using our language to communicate with us? Yeah. God, the convenience of some of this stuff is amazing. They're making it easy for us. Unbelievable. Dennis. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, were you going to say something? No. <laughs> okay you're just breathing fair enough uh soon after this however a message came from thomas saying he was being forced from his land and would likely struggle oh and he needs money sent to no, his bank account no, no. here we fucking go he, he would likely struggle he would likely struggle to continue communication however he promised to leave something for his friends in the future a book writing the story from his perspective leaving it to hopefully be discovered by them someday in the future. In one of the final messages sent from the 2109 faction, they confirmed for Ken and Debbie that the book was written and would one day be found. However, to this day, no such book has ever appeared and the Donaldson messages remain unexplained. I mean, how many people have, have wanted to write a book and never done it, you know? 
Like even I, it probably isn't even enough motivation for him to write the book, communicating with two two sets of people from the future. Where he's like, "Oh, come on, just put pen to paper. Just come on, just we've got the outline. Just do it, man. Just do it." He did it. He did it. He well, he wrote a book. You said no. We never found it. Well, that to me is but he, he never it. he never wrote it. No, because the people from the future confirmed that he wrote it. And so they, they found no, it. They they it's found at some stage. All oh, right. So twenty one and nine have actually found it. So yeah. All right. Okay, so an initial reactions, initial thoughts off, off Initial reactions, I would, if the book was found, yeah. I would say the whole thing was a massive PR stunt. What do you used to call those things? You were explaining them to me where, you know, it's like... Oh, augmented reality games. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I would have just put it all down to that. Okay. I think it's very, very interesting. Yeah. I hope we have some technical details now to explain some more of the stuff when we drill down into it. I can see by your face that we definitely do. So... <laughs> Yeah, just to sum up, so we have a guy in the 1500s who has delivered um, probably a very good Dell PC with a with a, a nice graphics card in it, nothing crazy. Yeah. And he was delivered that by people from the future in 2109. Uh-huh. We're saying it's an ink-based, um, quill-orientated um, Dell be. PC. Touchpad type thing. Yeah. And he's then communicating with these people from 1985. Yes. Those people from 1985 are kind of stuck in the middle. They're, they know they know the least amount of information, mm. the 1985 people. And he gets moved off his land. So question for you. When did the 2109 people stop communicating with the 1985 people? Oh, um, soon after that. Isn't that convenient? Why mm. didn't the 2109 people keep communicating with the 85 people? Because the experiment's over, man. It's over. The experiment's over. But is it o- is it over because it's over? Or is it over because fifteen hundreds got moved off his land? It just seems it's just, it's just an amazing amount of convenience happening. I think what happened was was this guy probably who's in a basement somewhere. Well, he, no, he can't. No, yeah, he's he's live he's in the attic, right? He's in, we, we, he's in the attic. No, he's in a hut. He's in a hut out the back in a forest, right? No, in the fifteen hundreds, he's in. No, a hut. in nineteen eighty five, and he's coming into the house. And I'd say honestly, what's after happening to him is the guy in the house is getting too into it. He's okay. actually just too into it. And your man is just like, oh, look, this was a great prank when it started. But this guy is wearing me the fuck out. Like, I have to stop doing this. And so he has to get, that's what he's doing. It's like saying, you know, oh, I, I can't go to that. I'm, you know, I'm going on holidays or something. You know, like he's, he, it's, it's a, he's trying to get out of it. You know, it's even, you know, it's actually a greater theory than that. What? Greater theory than all that. It's all true. The yes. whole thing is true, right? I'm on board. But your man has found a more fun person to communicate with in the future. Oh, and he's gone. Yeah. Sorry, lads. Yeah, I've been moved off my land. Oh, he's I'm actually mo- not. I'm moving away. He's just made better friends. I've got a transfer put in. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear that you're so skeptical. Oh, honest to God, right? I'm not joking. Hand on heart. When I was writing this and when I was coming in, when I was waiting for you this morning, right? I was saying... As you've brought up again. Yeah. I was saying to myself, I've actually gone the other way. I'm now too good at research and there's no, there's no more holes for Dennis to poke. Yeah, like, I, I, there's always more holes for me to poke. I, I, I thought, I thought he can't. This is airtight. Like, what's he gonna? Well, what do you like? Do you believe that this all happened? So you think this is totally true? I think it's unexplainable, right? Well, that is, that's not the same thing at all. No, here's what I think happened, right? So first of all, you know the six toes thing, right? Yeah. Maybe one of them was... We a, never fucking came back to that. Well, no, I, I'm coming back to it now. Maybe that was a panda, right? I don't think it was. What I think it is, is that we have six toes in 2109. Okay. Right? Where did we get the extra one from? Why uh, did we get that? It was a cosmetic thing. Okay. It's just a trend. It's not evolutionary. It's just... Oh, right. That's what people do for fashion. It's just stitched on. Yeah. They just get another one put on. 
What? Do you think it's um, in the same... You know when you go to your big toe to your small toe, they decrease in size? Or do you think that they put on another big toe next to your small toe? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I haven't seen the prints, but you know what? For the sake of it, another big one. But is it bigger... Is it bigger next to the left hand, or like, is it bigger than the bigger toe? And, it, it's, or you, is it next to the small toe? Joe, you know your um, you know the equivalent, your index toe. Yeah, it's like one of them again. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, but at the end or at the end, yeah, next to your small toe. Yes, so it it, it has like the appearance of let's say a uh, a comb or like a harmonica type thing or something or pan pipes. I don't have much room there, you know, like to put on another toe because then all footwear and everything would have to change. Yeah, well that's people speculate that that's why that's why it was introduced as like a fashion thing because then mm. they knew people would be it was to drive up shoe sales. But that's in 2109. Oh yeah, cuz you'd have to toss out all your shoes. Yeah, yeah. The it was um we don't we don't know but that's actually you know, that's the next But that's our best working theory anyway. Yeah, yeah. That that's what that's what we reckon. So I think that they traveled back in time here with um cloaking devices okay and that's why the dust picked them up yeah that's why their footprints were there and what they were doing is they were putting in place the whatever you know whatever secret technology they had to put in place a router so that no no we didn't have didn't have routers yet so whatever secret from 2109 man yeah but but one that would have interacted with like uh, i love that like the travel back in time and i mentioned routers like no man they don't have are you an idiot (laughs) talking devices walking around the house like yeah but routers ethernet well come on are you crazy uh there's no networking capabilities on the bbc micro (laughs) go on fucking wake up man wake up sheeple so uh i i i think they installed whatever they did technology beyond us not a router technology beyond us they installed that yeah privately and would it be technology that we can't explain it would be convenient to the theory we're talking about well i don't know how convenient it is but we can't explain it okay and then the bbc so it was all set up for when he brought home the bbc micro because they knew that was going to happen when the bbc micro was brought home that hooked up at the same time they traveled back in time 2109 and they gave the box of lights to thomas harden right and they said they said us you know eventually when this starts lighting up you can communicate through this and then they're just back in 2109 and i don't know it might be a reality tv show or something well this is what i was going to ask why why are they doing all this well like uh, an experiment in time travel is what people believe well, what's the experiment what, what are they trying to prove or people believe that when we find this book mm. when we eventually find thomas Harden's don't book, say it, that it'll explain it it will prove time travel it'll prove time travel yeah okay and this will allow us to start down the the technological path of developing technologies to communicate with the past and they had to travel back in time to start this inciting incident to keep the timeline going and then by developing those technologies we can better use information from the past and help but why do they take such crazy routes to these things like why don't why don't the boys from 2109 just you know communicate through real official government channels and just say here like we're it's us we're in 2109 and like they they just show their camera and there's people flying around the place in like the middle of new york and it's like look at us you can it's get get your skates on start researching this stuff in my experience it's always better to do these things grassroots yeah yeah is it why is that that's just because uh if it came from top down people wouldn't believe it but it didn't even work it didn't even work we haven't found the book not yet We're, we've only got 80 years left or something no so here here we go dennis right before <laughs> before we run into we'll, we'll just do a recap of a few theories right before we do that i'll just say that believe it or not thomas harden 
we have proof that a Thomas Harden existed in that area at that time. Where did we get that proof? It was from parish records. Parish records. And yeah. who can have access to the parish records? Nobody. Except for researchers Nobody. later. My dad go, no, gets, no, gets no, parish no. records for no, genealogy all the time. No, 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 no. Not back then. Not in the 80s. Not in the 80s. Not in the 80s, right? The, so who... Okay, well, how about this? Yeah. Who has access to it? Priests and stuff? The, no, so this is... Uh, this information might be slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the, the gist of it... <laughs> is, and this is, is the only part of the whole podcast you're yeah. going to preface that. Yes, yeah. So all these records, because they're from the time of Henry VIII, it's around the time of the change from Catholicism to Protestantism in, uh, in England, that these records that confirmed Thomas Harden existed, and I believe he was actually a vicar in a church in Gloucestershire, those records are stored in, I think, Oxford as part of, a, of an archive process in Oxford. So the only way you can actually get access to them is by requesting it from Oxford University and going and viewing them there. So it's not like they were just locally stored there. Um, but this Thomas Harden guy was a vicar in the 1500s. Yeah. Okay. And he had to move off his land, though. Yeah. Why did he have to move off his land as a vicar? Well, this was during a tense time of that swap from... All right, so he got paid off his land. Yeah, yeah. Might but was, wait, but wasn't he on the right side of stuff, no? But yeah, but think about the local local people might not have been might not have seen it that way. Yeah, but he there could have just got resistance. King's boys in and just bait them all. Anyway, my question is: yeah. is do you think it's possible without accessing um, and breaking into the Oxford files security system? Yeah. Do you think that they would just know that there was a vicar there? Like, let's say there's a church there or something, and mm. you just go to the graves outside there, and there's one you pick it. See Thomas Harden. 15-whatever to 15-whatever? No, no, he wasn't a vicar in that area. He would later become a vicar in in the timeline he's writing from. He's not a vicar yet. Okay. So, that, yeah, so then the moving off the land thing doesn't doesn't count. Well, may, then in that case, that was just like his lease was up or something, okay? Okay, yeah, right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay. Phew. <laughs> um, so, we'll just very quickly run down the theories I don't think there. I think we've we've covered pretty much everything there is. But just yeah. to to give the listener a bit of a rundown of the theories, I guess first one you have is like I don't really go in for this, but you have the potential of it being a hoax. I guess big potential, right? And is that a hoax from the guy's point of view as well? Like he's he's orchestrating the whole thing. Well, you've brought you. I don't think that's the case, and I'll I'll tell you why in a second. But you have, you introduced another series, which is, it's a hoax, but a hoax being played by the ghost, by a ghost that's in the house. Oh, right, yeah. You suggested yeah, yeah. that, which I, I like that. I, I might meet you halfway on that, maybe, right? The other one is, um, if, it's not a, if it's not a hoax, we have that it, it is just real, mm-hmm. and that this guy had a computer that could travel through time, and was interacting and uh, communicating with the future, uh, and the future people were also communicating we have the idea that it's a ghost like you said it's 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 just a ghost that's inhabiting the computer and maybe the ghost's sense of self and time is being manipulated and confused so as a result i like that i actually like that theory that he thinks he's in the 1500s but he's actually just in a computer yeah he's actually just inhabiting the computer and i guess the other one is that you get these like a bunch of giant pandas are coming in 
Yeah. And they're... Well, they've had a bunch. It just has to be one. <laughs> okay, one or two. Ransacking the place. Yeah, and they've decided... They're hyper-intelligent giant pandas. And they're doing this... From Chester Zoo, so it does make, <laughs> from it does make sense. Yeah, and they're just coming in here and just fucking with the humans. Yeah. I guess that's another one. But the, the final thing I want to say... Because you said, do you think it's just a hoax perpetrated by Ken and Debbie? What I will say is, if it is a hoax, I genuinely don't think that Ken or Debbie were the hoaxers, mm. if that's even the phrase, because he would go on to write a book in, I think, something like five years after this, after these incidents, called The Vertical Plane. It was actually out of print for years up until recently where it's been brought back as paperback. I'm thinking of buying it, right? He published that book and it explains everything that happened in detail, everything, the whole events, start to finish, and talks about how it changed his perception of time and that they, in in the conversation, I think the 2109 people talk about time being a vertical plane Mm-hmm. and it not being a straight line that you can just uh you can like travel from time to time more easily than what you 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 know you would assume it's impossible but that you can you travel. would assume it yeah yeah but you can travel along this vertical plane this is why i think that whatever happened he he's not hoaxed is that he's he refuses to talk about it now and won't field any like conversation about yeah but that's like when you go out in a night out and you make a fool of yourself and you're like i'm not talking about it stop i don't want to talk about it well because he's so embarrassed no but i think if if he was hoaxed i think that makes sense of going i'm not going to talk about this anymore but the thing for me is that i, I think if he was perpetrating a hoax he would keep talking about it for the rest of his life all right so you're saying then that it was all a hoax no because he's not talking about it and he's no 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 you just said that no i'm saying what no my point was whatever whatever happened it wasn't him hoaxing people yeah but you're saying that there's a strong theory there that if it was a hoax he wouldn't talk about it because he'd be too embarrassed which is what he's doing i happen to think that it's not a hoax i think it was a guy in the 1500s who had a computer (laughs) okay all right. Well, no, we've established that earlier on. I just thought what you said there was very interesting. And your and your takeaway? What what would your uh, my takeaway? <laughs> I won't make a bad joke. Uh, I would say the the easiest explanation is that there is someone who has no. Okay, I'm going to say second theory. All right, going up to number one. Second theory is that this is someone who's psychologically destroyed this man, right? Okay. Over the course of years, pretty much. And I'd say I would lay the blame firmly on Nick. But he, Nick was not prepared. Nick thought, we can, I can get rid of this guy. But he was not prepared for how much this guy would go into it. Number one theory mm-hmm. is that it's the guy perpetrating it. And it's all a hoax from him. It has to be. There's I no one else has access to the computer I like don't he will. see why he would be hoaxing it though. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to say another thing. Is that um, experts have looked at the writing. And it is consistent with... Um, with 16th century English. What did your man teach in school? 16th century English? No, no. <laughs> um, thanks so much for everyone for listening. We'll say a big goodbye to you. I want to make sure as well this week that we say hello to our Patreons. I won't uh, mention your names because some people don't want their names mentioned and they've already messaged me about that, oh, which is enough. fine. But yeah, uh, yeah. thanks so much for your support. If you want to support the podcast, we've got 31 episodes done now. 
please subscribe to our Patreon. It really helps us out. Raj, do you have anything to say to these old pricks? Uh, just follow us on Instagram, at Unexplained Legends. We haven't put stuff up the last few weeks, but we will definitely start doing that again. And follow us both individually on Instagram as well, at Roger O'Comedy and at Dennis Lynn 3 d um, Apart from that... Uh, I'm timing this because I realised that we only have about a 40 second bed for the end of the podcast so uh, quickly one second go Um, there's two batteries on the table a password protected word document that planned a way to get back to Ireland a password protected one yeah yeah (laughs) like that no way they get into it